Welcome back to the Student Discussion Podcast for Reckless. We are still in our series titled Different, and this week Dakota Adair got to speak, and he spoke on advancing the kingdom of God versus expanding the kingdom of self. And today I have Derek joining me once again. Derek, you've been on once before. How are you doing? I am doing all right, actually. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. I don't think anyone's ever asked that before. Um, I'm doing fantastic. And how do you feel like the message was? Pretty impactful? Another message? You think it was a good message? Yeah, I really thought it was a really good message. I think we can all relate to it. Yeah, and we'll get we'll get to that a little more in a second, but you've been on here once. You know how we roll. We got to go with yeah. the icebreaker question. Always. Yeah, you know what's up. All right, so Dakota talked about this a little bit in his message, and if you haven't listened to Dakota's message, I highly advise you do so because it is in podcast form. Um, I believe it should be the episode right before this one, so just scroll down one, click it. It's a great message. I would highly advise you listen to all of the messages from different because all of them are really great. All talking about how we as Christians can live differently from the world and set an example. But icebreaker question. Dakota talked about board games. Mm. I want your favorite or least favorite board game. My favorite most definitely would have to be Monopoly. Same. No one ever wants to play it though, because it's so long of a game. I know, and that's why I love it. It's so strategical. You got to wait out your t- your opponent. It's really fun, but then my least favorite. Um, sorry, sorry. It's so it, it just gets so intense whenever you're about to make it, and then somebody bumps you off, and it's like, ah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say my least favorite. Some people are about to hate me right now. Uno. Uno. No. no. Look, look, I overplay I played it way too much. It, but it's you can't you can't overplay Uno. Yes, you because can. It's so fun. You can overplay it if you play it like twenty five times a day for a month straight. No. Yeah. Dude, dude, that's what hold on. Let me quick calculation. Okay, I can get you can get tired of it. But like it doesn't, you can't get tired of it to a point to where like it's just your least favorite game. Okay, if I actually played it twenty five times for a month straight, I would have played it three hundred seventy five times. But did you? No, not three hundred seventy five. My bad. Seven hundred fifty. Did you play it that many times though? I played it at least seven hundred times in a month, man. <laughs> at least okay. Maybe it's not my least favorite. It's bottom three though. It's bottom three. Least favorite. You know. The game called, what's it called? Man, it has cards. It's like taco, cat, quesadilla, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. That, I don't like it. It's like I you're it flipping cards and you're calling out what's on it. It's like, no, thanks, you. What? <clears throat> but you know, you know what I'm yeah, saying. It's like saying. some games are too simple. You know, I I would prefer them to be complicated than super simple. Yeah. But oh, another one of my favorites is Clue. Clue, yes, dude. Whenever I play, I watch the other people as they're marking their sheet, even though I can't so see. So you cheat? It. No, no, not quite, not quite. Look, 
okay, yes, I cheat. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. It's observation because I'll, let's say I have four out of the six weapons marked and I know who showed me those weapons. Mm-hmm. Let's say the person to my right showed me four of the six weapons. Yeah. If the person to my left showed the person across from me a weapon, and like I know it's a weapon because they marked the middle of the paper, I'm like, oh, okay. okay. It's still cheating, but it's not bad. Okay. It's not like you're looking directly at what they marked off. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sneaking what the card is or whatever. But so expanding God's kingdom versus expanding our kingdom. Mm-hmm. First off, what is our kingdom to you? What is your kingdom, if you will? Anything that we use as I guess you could say fulfillment rather than what God says that we should have, and so we build up what we want in life rather than what God gives us, and then we use that to build up our kingdom of fulfillment instead of just joining God's kingdom and living through his kingdom. That's a great definition. Um, To add to that, I think a real-life example is if you grew up in church, you know the story of Tower of Babel, Yeah. of... These people were legitimately trying to build a tower and a kingdom to heaven. And that is when God changed all the languages so they couldn't understand each other. Therefore, mm-hmm. they couldn't. Because they were claiming to be as powerful as God, which yeah, obviously no one they is. felt like they could build. Yeah. And I think every time, everybody, like not just people who aren't Christians, but those who are... Um, like even Christians, we is something that I think it comes up every time we've done this podcast during our series. Different, it's surrender. <clears throat> we as humans don't want to surrender. We want to be in control of every aspect mm-hmm. of our life. Like we want to be in control of how we do on a sports team, how we look, how we perform what our grades are what like whatever Mm -hmm. because you know what it is at least for me personally that i think about is um people not wanting to make sacrifices because when it comes to being a christian you're gonna have to make sacrifices to certain things Mm -hmm. and people don't want to make those sacrifices of those certain things so they automatically want the power of being able to have control of their life yeah And I think sacrifices, that's a great point of, for me, back in middle school, eighth grade year, going into high school as freshman, I don't think there's a single person that was in that eighth grade small group with me that I am still in contact with. There's one. Oh, the only person, Carlos. Yep. Is that who you were going to say? Yep. That's it. Because we were in the same small group Mm -hmm. freshman year. We both knew Carlos, mm-hmm. but A, I didn't build strong enough friendships with the people who I'm no longer talking to. B, they were pursuing other things. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not, you know, I don't really call people out, but like they didn't, you know, they're obviously they're still in middle school, but it's church. They didn't really go to church for church. They went there to 
socialize. I think, yeah, like you're saying, it's middle school. You can't really judge people on what they do in middle school. Um, I would say, though, like friendships, like those, like me and you, we're not the closest friends, but we're Mm -hmm. still friends. Yeah. And I would say if, let's say me, for example, let's say I went down the wrong path. Let's say you tried to help me. A small group tried to help me. All these different people tried to help me. But I continued to pursue the wrong path. You guys would still love me. You guys would still yeah. care for me. But there would be a point where you guys would just have to say, yeah. okay, God, it's up to you. Yeah. You know, and I think I think that's something that everyone who's listening to this has experienced in one way or another, whether it be in high school, I dropped my phone, in college, and. Life in general, there's, like you were saying, sacrifices you have to make. Maybe it's a job. Maybe it's whatever. You know, I have an example that I feel like a lot of people could relate to. And it really has to do a lot with school of cheating. Like on tests and stuff? Yeah, like cheating on tests or on work. Yeah. Like we talked about this during small group. Yeah. And... Do you want to kind of give them a little insight, or you want me to kind of try to recreate that conversation? Yeah, you try to recreate it. All right, so we were talking about how cheating, why why, why would you cheat on tests? So you could get your good grade, you know? Good grade. Like, that. that's for yourself, right? That's not yeah. for anyone else. That's for you. And so we started talking about just all these different things of, like, when we first started talking about this, we didn't realize... Oh, this is exactly what Dakota just talked about. But eventually we were like, hold on, this is sounding oddly familiar. So you would do it for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And so our small group leaders, Caleb and Turner, shout out, best small group leaders out there. Uh Um, they, They kept asking you questions of, why do you think it's okay to cheat? Because what I feel like, me personally... I know, and I feel like a lot of people can relate, that we know it is something wrong to do, but we also see it as something so little to where we don't look at the bigger picture of how it could impact everything else in our life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think something you said in small group that I'm going to kind of go back to is something that you and another guy in our small group, I'm not going to name names, but kept going back to of, oh, there's no consequence for this small action. There's Whoa. no consequence for A, B, or C. Which yeah. later, after talking for 30, 45 minutes, <laughs> we got to, you know. There's a yeah. bigger picture. Yeah. yeah. You're good. Just hold it a little closer. But yeah, there's a bigger picture. And something else we real not we realized, but we've turned back to is in the Bible it says all sins are the same. Whether you murder 50 people or cheat on tests. Now some people may be thinking, oh, it's cheating though. There's nothing in the Bible that says cheating's a sin. But do you remember what we said was a sin that cheating is? Lying. Lying. And some of you are like, oh, it's not lying. It's just words on paper. 
you're cheating by taking someone else's work. You're putting your name on there saying, oh, this is my work. Mm-hmm. If you don't sign your name, you're not cheating, but also no one knows you did it. Yeah. So it wouldn't make sense. <laughs> but, like, yeah, cheating, for example, is building yourself. So kind of going off of that, um, how do we die to self? How do we... How do we get rid of that? I guess all it's kind of it's kind of true in this situation when we we're talking about ourself and our kingdom of the root of all sin is greed. You wanting something, for example, wanting that grade, wanting. Greed and temptation. Greed, greed, yeah, and leading into temptation. Like, pornography, you have that greed for a sexual desire. You have greed for money, which is why you would steal something. Yeah. Maybe not steal something, but be dishonest. Do whatever you need to do to get that money. Exactly. You have greed for your grade, like you were saying. So how do we die to ourselves? Like how do we get that mindset of me, me, me and get that out of the way? Me personally, I feel like the first step is to acknowledge the problem. Yeah, for sure. And then really being able to get into a small group like we have here at uh, Westridge and be able to talk about the problem. And be vulnerable about it. But not based off of what you think is right, because that is building your own kingdom, but based off of what God says is right. Yeah, I want to go back to that point that you just made of, you can't base it off of what you think is right. Because we were talking about this in small group too, like Adolf Hitler thought he was right. Like, Yeah, he thought he was right by killing... Six million Jews. Six million Jews. Like, yeah. If if we define right and wrong by what we do, there would be no wrong in the world in our eyes. We have to go back to the truth, which is the word. The Bible, yes. The Bible. Uh, Yeah, I think you made a great point of we have to acknowledge what we did. We have to... I think... I think all the steps you said were great, but I'm going to add one in there. First, we have to acknowledge what we do is wrong. Think Then we have to confess it to God. Mm, admitting. Admit it. Right. And then go to a small group. Because that small group can help you. They can help get you out of that mindset, that situation. Mm-hmm. Because, let's say cheating, for example. Something you could do every time you think about cheating. Have that accountability buddy of, like, have this specific word you just send over text I like let let's take stay off cheating for a second um I'll get it myself I used to struggle with pornography I would have accountability person and I would text them a word when I was thinking about it or struggling with wanting to view pornography I'd text them and be like hey and like, there's a specific word I would send. I send that. They immediately know, hey, I need to stop what I'm doing if I can. Call him. 
and help him get out of that place. Because once that thought has taken root in our mind, the thought of anything self-centered, like you were saying, like, let's say you're taking a test, you think of cheating. It's right there. Like, let's say the answer key is sitting right there. You can literally see it. Once that thought's in your head, it's going to be a lot harder to get that out of your head than it is to... It's so easy to just go open, copy the answer, you know? Yeah. So I think what you said was great. Um, And a great point Dakota brought up was all sin is caused because we are, the devil makes us feel dissatisfied with where God has put us. And going back to kind of getting our minds straight of, this is another point Dakota brought up is, he said, whatever controls your heart controls your mind, and your mind controls your life. So how do we get the bad thoughts out of our head and allow like kind of going off of after we go to small group how do we allow God to control us instead of all the different things does that make sense yeah um I'm gonna answer it the best way I can go of, for it of understanding of understanding it of how I understood what you just mm-hmm. said um so how do we get how do we allow God to control us instead of our mind and our heart and our, if you will, um, flesh, flesh human desires? Yes. Um, that one. If you are, if you are already addicted to something, that's not gonna be easy. And so, one of the best things to do is honestly just not put yourself in a position to where you're going to have to make those decisions of. Am I going to have to do what's right right here? Or am I going to do what's wrong? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, because, just really not putting yourself in those positions. Yeah, because kind of going back to what I was saying of sometimes it's going to be easier to do the wrong things. Yeah. Like, a lot of the times, at least in our eyes, it is easier to do the wrong things. Like, Almost definitely, yeah. Because it's easy to, if somebody puts the answer key in the room and the and the teacher's not there, it's easy to just look over on the answer key and say, well, now I got all the answers. But, you know, it's going to be a lot harder to say, oh, she left it here. Let me grab it, give it to her, and not look at the answers, and then, you know, take the test the right way as I should because at the yeah. end of the day, the, the right's the right and the wrong's the wrong. Exactly. So, I mean, that's a great point. Um... So some kind of going off of that question of like a right to right to wrong or wrong, after we realize that and die to die to ourself, how do we make our plan, our agenda line up with God's agenda? What do you think is the best way to go about it? Let for me personally. Yeah, for or? you. What what is that step? What does that step look like? What is God's agenda lining up with your agenda look like? Um. Let's say that you've already entered into a small group, right? And you've already established and you have acknowledged and you have admitted that what you are doing is wrong. 
and you want to be able to align your agenda with God's agenda, honestly, just go back to what you have talked about because at that point you have been taught what is wrong and right with your small group. And so really just go back and think about what you talked about so you have remembrance of this is what I need to do. Yeah. And I think... It's difficult to make God's agenda our agenda. It's so much easier to say, to make yourself the God, like to make yourself the ruler of that kingdom. It's so much easier to say, oh, but I want this. Like, it's so much easier to say, oh, I want to date that girl. Or, oh, I want to go do whatever. But ultimately, God knows what is best. And I think... It goes back to what we were saying earlier about surrender. It's we have to realize that we have no control over our final destination. God already knows what we're going to do. He has the best plan for us. He knows where our final destination is. And as Christians, our final destination is heaven. Yeah. And ultimately to get there, first we have to accept Christ as our Savior. That's the first thing. But then also we have to... I think in order to, like, when you hear God's agenda, you're kind of like, what? Like, God's plan? Won't that happen no matter what? Yeah. It will happen no matter what, but... You have to follow. Wouldn't it be so much easier if you were following that agenda, too? Yeah. And I think the easiest way to see that is through his word, through prayer, just meditating on what he's trying to speak to you, you know? But... So, we were talking about earlier, it's so easy to fall back into temptation, fall back into addiction, whatever. How do we make sure that Jesus is in control of our hearts? Like, How do we make sure in those moments, because I'll be honest with you, it's very easy to forget, like... It's very easy to forget I'm supposed to be living differently. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to forget that. Right. So how, I guess, when you're, when you're alone, when nobody's watching, I would say those are the easiest times to fall into temptation. How in those moments can we remember I'm supposed to live different? Again, it's going to be really hard but um honestly the best thing honestly is just prayer because believe it or not prayer is probably one of the most powerful th- things that you could ever do because like you, you know like it's just so powerful yeah you, you pray for something you know, it's it's almost always gonna happen because yeah God's answer is always yeah. yes no or later yes and especially if, when it comes to something that is leading you into temptation I, you know yeah you pray for it i think i mean all this whole thing ties back to god's kingdom of god's answer is always yes no or later it's going to be yes if it is within his plan it's mm-hmm. going to be no if it's for yourself mm-hmm. and I, Man, we are good at this. (laughs) But final question. You've been to Rush. 
Yeah. You know that mountaintop feeling of you could charge Hell's Gate with a water pistol. Yeah. You know that feeling. How throughout our life, throughout every moment, can we remember that God's in control? Because it's very easy after those mountaintop moments, a week or two later, just fall into your normal routine. How do we maintain that different mentality of that mountaintop moment? Stay, staying consistent. Yeah. Staying consistent of everything that you were taught at Rush. Even if you didn't go to Rush, if you have been in a mountaintop moment like that, it's just all about staying consistent of once you leave that place, don't just don't change. Yeah. And I'll tell everyone listening right now that when you hit that mountaintop moment, the devil is going to use anything, everything, everyone around you to try to drag you back down to that valley. Mm-hmm. And like you're saying, you got to stay consistent. Like, of course, you're not going to be surrounded by a bunch of people right. who are thriving in the spirit, who are reaching that ultimate goal. You're going to be surrounded by this world. And like this whole series is talked about, you got to live differently. And like you're saying, stay consistent in reading the word, the Bible, talking with your small group, because I know for us, we're going to be seniors next year, which is kind of like, yeah, dude, I can remember yesterday I was walking into revolution as a sixth grader for the first time, you know? So like those small group leaders, they're, they're there for you. Those, those people in small group, a majority of them, you can text them and be like, hey, I need to talk. They're there for you. They are there to help you They're, get whatever, yep. get out of whatever situation you are in. Or to just lift you up more. Right. So, Derek, this is the last podcast of 2021-2022 school year, Ooh. man. I appreciate you being on. I, I, I This was a good podcast. I'm, I'm so. glad to be on it. Yeah. Um, listener... Thanks so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe or whatnot so you know next year, 2022-2023 school year, we'll be posting more of these again. Next week, we will be having Reckless. There will be the message. Todd will be speaking, and he will be speaking on... Uno momento, por favor. He will be speaking on the hope of eternity. That, mm. that should be That should be good. And if, for whatever reason, that doesn't get your appeal, it's going to be Kona Ice. And it's going to be lots <laughs> of fun. <laughs> Kona Ice or Eternity. Pick one. The listener, thanks for listening. And just know that you are loved.